Mini-episode 1499 of the FDH Lounge is brought to you by Sportsology, delivering unconventional columns and webcasts about sports, TV, music, movies, and more. Follow them on the web at Sportsology.com. The FDH Lounge. You'll want to schedule your life around it. A long time ago, on a gloomy, wet Cleveland spring night, two men stand alone amidst the late-night drizzle. Their voices echo across the vacant station parking lot as they debate the merits of the great American radio show that have been missing for far too long. On that night, an idea was born. That idea became the FDH Lounge. Welcome to the FDH Lounge. Hello and welcome to mini-episode 1499 of the FDH Lounge, our Better Call Saul episode 6.11 preview. I'm FDH Managing Partner Rick Morris here with our top five notes of interest about the fourth episode of the second half of the final season. Number five, we wait even longer for the Breaking Bad timeline to materialize. Rumors were prevalent that Walt and Jesse were going to be back last week, but the time jump from the end of the Better Call Saul timeline to the classic Saul office was a fake out because we jumped straight to Omaha in episode 6.10. We're not done there either, so the balance the rest of the way between New Mexico and Nebraska and the different timelines will be very interesting. It's almost starting to seem that the only parts of the Breaking Bad world that we will see will be the parts that involve Walt and Jesse, and that appearance is supposedly for just one episode. Number four, the Carol Burnett character did not disappoint. Marion is a slightly feisty old bird who might even be a bit more substantive than Saul thinks. If she finds out that Saul insinuated himself into her life just to neutralize a threat from her son, he could be facing a threat from her. Saul seems to be a bit smarmy in his cleverness in terms of old people going all the way back to the Sandpiper days, and it would be incredible continuity if he pays a price for underestimating Marion. Number three, the Omaha Mall is a microcosm of what the writers managed with the Better Call Saul universe. Granted, there's not the time to flesh out a whole range of fully built characters like Kim, Nacho, Lalo, Chuck, and Howard, but they're doing a fine job, unsurprisingly, in making these characters in the Cinnabon gene orbit seem fully three-dimensional in very short order. It seems inevitable that the additional textures that we learn about these characters will factor strongly into the endgame of the series. Number two, the Saul within Gene has been reawakened. What an amazing scam that was when Saul pulled it off on every level, and it managed to have high stakes, especially when Jeff slipped and fell, because the threat of Jeff dropping a dime on Saul if the plot failed hung heavy in the air. This past episode was fairly controversial on Twitter in real time, but few can deny that the writers gave us hijinks in Omaha, the likes of which we couldn't have anticipated. Number one, what are the consequences of the reawakening of Saul in Omaha? This is the first time that we've seen Saul in Omaha getting past his fears of being discovered and embracing the scammer's life. Clearly, as the final sequence of the last episode implied when he was looking longingly at that loud ensemble at the mall, that taste of his former life was addictive. Anyone who thought that he learned his lesson by the end of the series doesn't look to be correct at the moment, but maybe there's another big humbling coming his way. If so, there won't be a happy ending to the series. But, much like Breaking Bad, the writers may not believe that one has been earned. 
Thank you for joining us for this mini-episode of the FDH Lounge.